Please play some good music. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Good morning. Good morning. Happy 2020, everyone. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. I know you're probably tired of hearing it because you've been hearing it all week, but this is the first time you're hearing it from me. And I must say, Happy New Year. Happy decade to everyone. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? This is the first show of the new year, of the new decade. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I hope everyone else is just as excited as I am because I'm excited right about now to be on air and talk to all of you. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. Their Christmas. I hope everyone's Christmas was nice. I hope everyone enjoyed their New Year celebration, however you brought the New Year in. 
be it at a party, be it just at home, be it in um, your place of worship, perhaps. Perhaps some of you guys went to um, midnight service and brought the new year in there. I personally, I was at home in my comfy lounge clothes and I um, I was going to go out to service. I was going to go out to service, but it just seemed to me the atmosphere, it was just too much going on outside. I could just feel it. I felt the energy and I don't know if everyone had so much energy because they were looking at it as a new decade. I don't know. But everything just seemed to be too electric for me to go out. So I said, you know what? Stay home in your comfy clothes. And I actually, um, I was listening to different um, live, I did live streaming of different um, pastors. So I was listening to the word over live streaming. So I brought the new year in, praising God, of course, and just listening to different pastors to see what the what the message was, to see if it was a consistent message across the board for what God is saying for the decade, for what God is saying for the new year. And it seemed to be consistent. It seemed to be consistent, even consistent to what he had been putting in my spirit. And I had been talking to you guys about leading up into the new year, all about what your vision is, following what you have to do, getting yourself on the right course to do what it is you have to do, setting the right path to be in motion to do what it is you have to do. So since we know that's the vision, since we know that's the word, and we know that's the word for us here, definitely, is getting on the right path to doing what it is that we have to do. We're just going to follow through and we're going to just continue that course. But before I really get into the show, I have to do my housekeeping. But I was just so super excited. I wanted to say hi to you guys. So let's do the housekeeping. Radio Free Brooklyn is having a fundraising drive. It's called Drive to Five. In May, Radio Free Brooklyn turns five years old. And we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free, independent radio for another five years. Because we think raising money should be fun, each month we'll be bringing listeners fun challenges with some great prizes. The first is a trivia quiz to find out just how well you know Radio Free Brooklyn. The top five scorers will win a limited edition five-year anniversary anniversary. <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn t-shirt. You can call us at 718-673-8201 to leave us a message letting us know how much you love Radio Free Brooklyn or just to wish us a happy birthday. Your message may be played on the air. And speaking of being on the air, I'd like you to call me at 718-928-9732. I'd love to hear from you in the new year. Give some shout outs if you wish. My number is 718 718- Nine two eight nine seven three two. So now with that, we left off last year just talking about the various holidays and just winding down. I did a, a nice slow winding down and I wasn't in last I wasn't here last um last Sunday. Um you know, the end of the new year. I wasn't here to do that show, but we're gonna start off this year brand new, fresh. And the thing that with me was I was the whole time that I had been home, like during the holiday and just, you know, 
different periods of the, the time that just passed, I had been praying and saying, okay, God, this year coming up, what is it that you need me to give to the people? Like, I know we know what this show is about. I know what I wanted to do, but I didn't want it to be only of what I wanted to do. I wanted to do what he wanted me to give you because that's what I'm supposed to be here for, to give you what he wanted me to give out to you. So with that, I had been praying, okay, God, I need some direction. Where, you know, how am I going to take this? Where do I start? What's the first show? And he just thought once I opened myself up to hearing what he had to say, he was just, I was just being, everything was just being poured into me. There's so many things, so many topics that I'm going to touch over the course of this year. And for those of you who are on this journey with me, we're going to touch so many different aspects of things that have um, a bearing in your life that is definitely going to lead you to a better you, a new you. Like that's the new phrase now, new year, new you. To me, every day is a new you. Every day you have the opportunity to be a new you. Yes, we can take it as a new year, new you, but you don't want to just be a new you because it's a new year. You want to be a new you because you feel like being a new you. And if you feel like being a new you in July, you can become a new you in July. That like the new year started. Yes. January, like I said, the calendar starts for those who want to do from January to December. But like I said, right now I'm in this the sixth month of my calendar, because my calendar, I, I started, I map it from my birthday. So my birthday is in June. So right now I'm already halfway through what my calendar year would be. And I'm marking myself. Oh, okay. So what have you done in the last six months? And so far, when I look back over my six months, I did pretty good. I mean, I actually accomplished more than what I thought I was going to accomplish. So I take that as a plus, but since we're doing it from January to December, I have a lot of things that I, I want to. Um, there's a lot of different strategies and steps that I just wanted to implement that I think that will be helpful to a, to a lot of us. And with that, I want to use January as the introduction. So we're going to use this month as the introduction as to where we want to be, what we want to do and how we're going to accomplish that. So for the first thing, the word of the month, and I just got this idea and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a word of the month. And that word is going to be something that's going to keep us focused on what we are supposed to be doing for that month that we have, you know, put before ourselves to get to our goals that we are going to set. So the word of the month is intentional. So that's something I want you guys to think about. Intentional. That's the word of the month. I'm going to give you the exact definition. You know, I love giving definitions of things. So, and I thought I had written it out, but of course I didn't, but that's okay. That's the blessing of Google. Okay, intentional. Done on purpose and deliberate. So, I want everyone to keep that in mind. That's the word of the month. And just because it's the word of the month, next month, if we get a new word, it doesn't mean that this word just goes out the window. We don't pay any attention to it. We just keep building and building and building upon it. But this is where we're going to start. If this is the beginning and this is the introduction month of everything that we want to do, then everything that we set, 
meaning our goals, um, any achievements that, you know, even if how big or small, whatever it is that we put in our own minds that we want to accomplish, we're going to do it on purpose and it's going to be done deliberately. So when we think about it like that, I was given one of my gifts over the holidays was a mason jar. Now I know people probably saying, so what's the big deal about the mason jar? You know, so what? You got a mason jar. I got a mason jar and this jar is a gratitude jar. I was given a mason jar. I was given a little pad and I was given a pencil. And every week I am to write down what I'm grateful for and place it in the jar. So that's what we're going to do. Whether I want everyone to be grateful. I want, okay, this is what I have set for us. I know I'm, I'm jumping all over the place because I'm getting ahead of myself. We're starting this month and all the tools that we need to gather to help us take this journey, we're going to do that. This month is going to be the month where we're accumulating everything that we need that's going to help us in our step towards our five-year plan. And I say that with air quotes because we have the five-year plan, but then we have the year plan, and then we have the month plan, the week plan, the day plan, and the hour plan. You pick the plan which works best for you. But ultimately, when we do it in those steps, it's going to get us to that five-year plan. So you you think about where you want to be in five years, meaning what type of you, what version of you would you like to be in five years? Is that the, I want to be a hundred pounds thinner version? I want to be, have my bachelor's degree version. I want my master's degree version. I want a new job version. I want to become an accomplished baker. I want to learn how to bake version. Whatever it is that you set for yourself, that's the version that you see. That's the long term. Then we're going to take the steps to get you there. So with the gratitude jar, we get a gratitude jar. I want everyone to get a jar. It could be a mason jar. It could be a fish bowl. It could be whatever it is that you can take right on a piece of paper every week, write down what your accomplishment was. And that accomplishment, the accomplishment and what you're grateful for, because it could be one and the same. They don't have to be the same. You can put in a, a slip for what you're grateful for for that week. And you could also put in a slip for what you accomplished in that step, in the steps towards going towards your goal. So even if you, it's just, okay, I'm putting in an accomplishment, that's still, you're grateful that you were able to complete that accomplishment to put it in the bowl. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a, a grateful jar. Some of us like to journal. They find it very therapeutic. I used to journal. I used to journal a lot. I mean, I used to write everything down, everything. And what I found about journaling is the years later when I would go back to the journals and I read where I was, sometimes I didn't even recognize that person. I mean, the space that I was in, 
I, I could sometimes I couldn't even believe that, that that's where I was. And so journaling can help people express what it is that they're feeling at the moment, help them get it out, you know, help them just put it on paper so that it just they can just release it. For those of us who really don't have people that we can talk to, or sometimes you just there's some things you just don't want to say out loud to people. Sometimes there's personal things that you don't want to share. So you can journal it. Everything that you want to get out, you can journal it. And then when you can, you know, at the end of the year or a month or two or, you know, whenever you read, when you go back and you flip the pages and you read it, you're like, wow, really? Was I really there? So if you find journaling to be good for you, then I suggest you get a nice journal. When I used to journal, I sometimes I started out in just regular spiral notebook because I was like, whatever I have in front of me, this is what I'm using. And for a lot of for a lot of years, I used to just do it in a spiral notebook. Then I started getting fancy because I enjoyed journaling. So I was like, ooh, no, I have to go to Barnes & Noble. I have to get my leather-bound journal, my favorite pen. You know, I really had to do it up. But it doesn't matter what you journal in. It could be a black and white notebook like we used to, composition books that we used to use back in the day. It could be one of those. It could be a spiral notebook, like I said. It could be a, a leather-bound book. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. If you want a journal to just jot things down, do it. But I definitely want everyone to get the gratitude jar. I, I want everyone to get that so that you can write out what it is you did for the week. Because if you know you have to, oh, let me, I have to put something in the gratitude jar, something that you're grateful for or something that you accomplished. And then at the end, at the end of the year, we could look at it and you could reflect back on, wow, I remember when I did this. I remember when I did that. I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened. You know, things like that. So we're going to start with the gratitude jar and we're going to think about what we want to do. Think about where we want to go, where we want to be, where do we see ourselves. And for some people, like I said, we're all starting on different parts of the scale. Okay, say if the scale goes from one to ten. Some of us may be starting at zero. Some of us may be at 10 already or feel we're at 10 already. But just because you're at 10 doesn't mean that there's there are not things that you can't improve upon. You want to maintain the 10. See, a lot of us are trying to get to 10. But for those of us who are already at 10, you want to stay at 10. So you still have to do work. It's not like once you get to 10, you can just sit back, kick your feet up. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with kicking your, you know, putting your feet up. I love a good putting your feet up. I'm good for that. But when you get to 10 or if you're at 10, you still have to do things to maintain, to stay at that level. So since we're all starting out at different levels, only you can decide what level you're at and you focus on the steps that you need to take to get you where you need to be. Some of us may want to go from zero to one. And when I say at zero, Anybody starting at zero, that's not a bad place to start. at. It's a beginning. It's still a beginning of something. So if you're at zero, your one could be, hmm, let me just even take the time to think about where I would want to be in five years. That right there is a start because there's some people that's not even thinking about it at all. They're just oblivious. They're like, okay, I wake up, I go to work. I wake up, I don't go to work. I wake up, I they just do whatever it is. They're not thinking about what's coming next. They're just going through the motions. So for some that sit down and say, hmm, that's an idea. What would I want to do in, or what do I even like? What are my interests? You know, 
what would I find exciting? That right there is a start. The thought process. It's a beginning to something. So that's why I say we all start, we're all starting out on different levels on the scale. So with that, okay, we have our word. It's intentional. We have our gratitude jar. We have our goals that we're going to set. Okay. Now, it doesn't your goals that you're going to set, it doesn't have to be an entire book. You can set one goal for the entire year, or you can set a goal a month for yourself. It's entirely up to you. I just want to get everyone moving towards something. It doesn't matter how long it takes you or what it is, because to some people, some of us are rocket scientists, some of us, and some of us aren't. It just depends on where you're at. It depends on what you think. And like I said, the you that you want to see, that's what it's about. Just taking the time to just think about the you that you want to see. And we want to be happy and we want to be, you know, excited about this journey. Because if it's something that you're picking out for yourself, it should give you excitement. It's not something that's put on, put upon you by someone else. Like, I can't tell you, you should be doing X, Y, Z now because you're X, Y, Z age. Who am I to say what you should be doing? I know one thing I could say you should be doing. You should be decent, a decent human being. That's one thing I can say. Everyone should strive to be a decent human being. But short of that, I can't say that, well, by now you should have had your master's degree. Who am I to say? Maybe you never even wanted a master's degree. Maybe that's not important to you. So you have to take what's important for you and then take the steps to do what it is you have to do. Like I'm going to share with you, and I told you before, He's already placed in my spirit there's going to be parts of me that I'm going to share out with everyone else. Just so that people know I'm in the, I could have been in the place where you're at right now and this is how I got out of it. Or I could be walking in the same road that you're going on right now. You know, just I just share it to let you know it's not just me saying, oh, I'm just giving, giving, giving and, uh, oh, you know, I've accomplished everything. And no, I haven't. I'm still on my journey as well. And for part of my journey, which he has given me, which I'm going to start this month since this is introductory introductory month. I don't know. My, I just keep my words just keep getting all flooded all over because my mind is racing so quickly and the words aren't coming out of my mouth fast enough. So this is the beginning. This is the beginning stages of where we want to be in five years. So remember I told you the joke was in five years, I could have always answered that question before, but that never guaranteed that that's where I was going to be. I just, I knew I had an answer. But now it's got me thinking, hmm, I'm on the radio. I know I'm supposed to be speaking. I know there's a message I need to get out there. Okay, I need to start making a plan for myself so I know where I'm going in this journey. So now my five-year plan is to still be speaking, to still relay the message that he gives to me to give to all of you, but to know exactly where I'm going or exactly where I'm going to be, that isn't certain for me, but I know it's going to be on a higher platform. See, my five-year plan is a higher platform 
than this. How high? I'm not sure. I'm sure he will give it to me as time goes on, but I know I have to just keep making the motions to get there. Just keep walking and I'll eventually get there. So now with that, since I know there's a bigger vision for me five years from now and I don't know what it is, I'm going to just start with this year. What I want to accomplish this year, what I want to accomplish this month, and then we take it by the week, and then we take it by the day. So for me, I want to accomplish in this month, I, I need to get a website up. And I'm not talking about, yes, I'm on Facebook. Those of you who know me, you know, I'm under Kenya Z. Edwards. But I don't have a, a web page for the show. I have a web page on the radio on the radio platform on if you go to Radio Free Brooklyn and you look up my show, yes, you can pull up a little brief bio about me and you can get the archived shows of of you know what I've what's been posted up there from the radio station, but I don't personally have a web page for what would Kay say. So see, that's what I have to now do. Because there might be people who Don't want to call in, and the number again is 718-928-9732, that in this whole journey that we're taking, they need to be able to um, refer back someplace else. Like if you, the way I talk, and sometimes I know I speak rather quickly, and I might have said something, and you're like, well, wait, what did she say? Did she go back there, or I was trying to write it down, or... I was trying to look up something as she said it. If I have the web page, people can refer back to that. They can always be, oh, okay, let me go to the web page and see what she was talking about for the show that aired on January 5th. So he's put my spirit. You know what? People need to be able to get in contact with you outside of you being on the show. You need a web page so that at any given moment, They can always go back there. They can leave you questions. They can, um, you know, they could ask questions. They can um, make comments. They can look at what you talked about. They can get the the entire show, what, you know, what you mapped out with the word of the month and all that, the gratitude jar. and, And so that's what I'm going to be working on, getting a web page up. I did. One accomplishment, so my accomplishment in my jar for the week, I do now have a separate email address for the show, and the email address is what would K say at gmail.com. Nice and simple. What would K say at gmail.com. So anyone who wants to drop me an email, write a letter, tell me you don't like what I'm talking about, tell me you like what I'm talking about, anything, just drop me a line. On an email, what would K say at gmail.com. So that I did, that's one of my accomplishments. So now that's the first thing that's going to go in my gratitude jar. I have an email for myself because when I started on the radio, like I said, it, it was just the whole process that it took me to get here. I didn't know that I was going to end up here. And then when I got here, I was super excited. And I was looking forward to doing, you know, all of this. 
because I knew it was leading to something. But now in this year, I really need to focus on what this show is because I used to look at it as, okay, every Sunday I know I have to go to the studio and I have to do a show. I know I have to speak. I know that's my calling. I know that's what I have to do. Yay, yay, yay. I'm going to be on the radio Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. But now I have to really focus. Okay, you're on the show. You're on the radio Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You are that. That's your show. So when you when I show up here, I'm the show. It's not a separate thing from me. It's not, okay, I'm K from eight to nine and then the rest of the week until I'm back here again, I'm somebody else. No, I'm K. So all that he's been putting into perspective with me. So with that, that's my journey. And I just shared that with you just to show you how it could be the little things. And I really share that with you to let you know it's the little things. Sometimes things that we don't really pay attention to, that it's, no, that's what you need to hone in on. Because it's not like I have to go and think about what it is I want to do in five years. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be speaking. But in the interim of, okay, I'm going to be speaking, he's going to take me through different little avenues with my speaking. And it's going to be improving it. Because right now, everything is still training for me. Everything I'm doing is still in training. So as you guys are moving and accomplishing your goals, training, you know, going through the training or whatever it is that you need to do to get to that ultimate goal, we're all taking this journey together. So mine was, okay, you need to have a place where people can get in contact with you other than listening to you every Sunday. So I did get that. Like I said, I got the email address. I set that up. What would Kay say at gmail.com? I'm going to be working on my website so you'll be able to pull up the website, whatwouldksay.com. I'm also going to be putting this show on other platforms, be it like Apple, iTunes. I don't know if it's still called iTunes, whatever it is, like Apple on Spotify on tune in. See, I'm looking into he's having me to look into other other ways to get the messages out there. So people who don't tune into Radio Free Brooklyn can still find out what it is that I'm saying and still follow the messages that I'm giving. So that's my journey. That's what my goals are that's set up and I'll, you know, keep you posted periodically as I I complete my accomplishments and my goals and I'm setting little mini goals for myself. Like I said, we have the overall goals that we sent, but we don't want we don't want to become overwhelmed when we give ourselves too much to work on. So you just work on it a little little by little. And my whole thing was when he gave it to me, you need to be able to ha- you need to be able to have people get in contact with you when you're not on the radio. So once he, I got that in my spirit, I was like, oh, that means I need a website. That means I need this. I need this. And after a while, I, be, I became so overwhelmed, it, it, I got tired because I was like, oh, okay, now I got to think about how am I going to get this website put together? You know, who, well, I already know who I'm going to talk to. It's automatically going to be my son. He's going to do everything. But it's still in with that. He has a life of his own. So it's getting time to 
give him what I want, give him my vision so that he can then put it on the website for me. But with all that, you know, if you give yourself too many things to do at a time, you become overwhelmed and then you get tired and then you don't want to do anything. Well, at least that's me anyway. When I become overwhelmed, I'm like, forget it. Let me go sit down, have a cup of tea. But if we give ourselves one thing at a time to do, we won't become overwhelmed and then we can just do it. Then it makes it fun. And then you get excited when you accomplish something because you're like, oh, wow, I really did that. You know, just like little kids, when little kids learn something new, they become excited. And as adults, we shouldn't lose that. We shouldn't lose that part of us that when we accomplish something that we don't get excited about it just because we're an adult, we can still get excited about even the little things that we do. So I I think I've belabored that long enough. Everyone gets the idea of what it is I'm trying to talk about. And this is the month, the introductory month that we're going to set for ourselves to get everything in order so that we can start walking towards being the better person that we see for ourselves. Not that any of you are bad. Don't when I say those things, better person, better you, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you. I don't want anybody to take it personal like, well, what's wrong with me that I have to have a better me? There's nothing wrong with you. You could be in your mind the best you, but even the best you can be a better version of the best you because we never stop learning. We never stop growing. God is progressive. He never stops. He's constantly moving. So if he's constantly moving, we have to continue to move to stay in the, in the same vein of where he's going. If we want to achieve and, and receive all the blessings that he has for us, we have to constantly keep moving as well. We don't want to be like the man at the pool at Bethesda. At Bethesda. Now, for all of you who don't know that story, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of it, but you could always go back to John 5 and read the story. There was this pool in Bethesda that most of the people that were ill, you know, had disabilities, things like that. They would be at, sit at this pool, and once a year, the angel, the angel of the Lord, would come down and trouble the waters. And if you got in the water when the angel troubled it, you would be healed of whatever ailment that you had. There's this one man that was at the pool for 38 years. Now, he needed to get in the pool, but he was at the pool for 38 years. So when Jesus came to the pool, he asked him, do you want to be well? And He asked him a straight question. Do you want to be well? The man could have said yes or no. But instead of saying yes or no, he gives a whole excuse of why he can't get in the pool. He says he's been there for 38 years. And every time the angel comes down and troubles the water, someone else jumps in before him and he can't get his healing. So at that point, Jesus just tells him to pick up his bed and be healed. But I, I go back to the other part of the story, which always made me laugh. And I find so many stories in, in the Bible humorous because sometimes I just think, I'm like, people are a trip. And today you can look at it and say the same thing. People are a trip. You have people who right now will sit in the same whatever it is that they're in, not wanting to change. And if you ask them, well, well don't do you want to be whatever it is, they'll give you an excuse as to why they can't be that whatever it is. Like this man said, 
38 years. 38 years he was sitting there. 38 years he was sitting there by the side of the pool. And every time the angel came, he couldn't get there fast enough. You figure in 38 years, even if he took an inch, moved an inch, so as soon as the angel came down, the angel could have probably smacked him in his head because his head was so close to the water waiting for the angel to trouble it. But he didn't. He just sat there. No one would come and help him. He says, no one would come and help me into who's going to come and help you if everyone's trying to get something for themselves. So <laughs> with everything we're doing now in the accomplishments that we're setting for ourselves, in the journey that we're setting for ourselves. Yes, you might need a little bit of help in what it is that you're trying to do. But just know that if you want to get in that pool when the angel troubles the water, you're going to have to get up and move. Point blank simple. So anything that you want to accomplish, the goal that you may be setting for yourself, you're going to have to get up and do it. Not saying that along the way you can't ask questions to find out how to do something that can aid you, but the first the first response is you. The first response has to be you. You have to move. So we are not going to be sitting by the pool of Bethesda waiting for someone to pick us up and dunk us in it when the angel comes down and troubles the water. And like I said, if you want to read the full story, it's in John. It's in the book of John. And I say that also, too, for all of you who might be listening to me that don't really know the Lord, but you see that when I give, um, when I'm talking, I will refer back to different scriptures. I'll give you the script. The scripture, I will say the scripture and read it, or I'll give you the story of someone that's a character that's in the Bible. If you don't know it, like you, you don't know the, the Bible and you've never really picked it up, or if you decided this year, hey, that could be a goal for someone too. It just came to me. Someone might be deciding that, you know what, I think I want to read the Bible in a year. If you don't really know where to start, or even if not in a year, if someone just decided, you know what, I think I might want to Find out who this Jesus person is, this God that she's always talking about and giving praise to. The first book I would start with when you pick up the Bible, I would start with the book of John. Because the book of John tells you all about Jesus. It tells you the love that God has for you. To me, that's the easiest book for someone who knows nothing about Christ or the Lord to start with. Not Genesis. Genesis tells you, to me, Genesis is for, even though it's the first book, it's the first book in the book of the Bible. To me, to read Genesis, you have to have a little bit of an understanding of the Trinity and the whole Adam and Eve garden. To me, that's where you, if you're reading Genesis, you have to have an understanding of that. But to those who don't know anything about Christ or anything about what they've heard, but they don't really understand and they don't really know, I would say start with the book of John. There you can get an understanding. And from there, once you read that book, then you can venture off into other books. And then maybe you can even go online and find find yourself up. They have those uh, reading, uh, what do you call those things? 
like a format for you to follow if you want to read the Bible in a year or five years. They'll tell you how many chapters of the Old Testament you have to read, how many chapters of the New Testament you have to read, things like that, if you want to follow that format. Or you can just pick it up and just read it on your own. But like I said, for those of you who don't have have any knowledge about it, I would start with the book of John. So with all that, okay, we're not going to be like the guy at the pool of Bethesda, right? I said that already. We're going to do some motion and we're going to get to where we need to be. Our word of the month, remind you again, is intentional. So we're going to make our goals realistic and achievable, right? And every day we're going to move with intention towards completing that goal, you know, with the whole visualizing everything we want to do. So now I have a, another testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm a lady of testimonies. And it's, it's funny because, and I say it's funny because I laugh to myself. It might not be funny to you, but I find it funny to me. Because God will give you something. Okay, in your journey, those of us who are Christians, those of you who are Christians that I'm, I'm talking to right now, you know there was different stages in your life as becoming a Christian that, okay, you started out with this, there's certain things you believed, you know, certain things you did until you learned, you know, the methods and everything until you got your, your own groove and your own fit. I used to always, like when I was in seminary school, they, we had a class where it actually taught you how to conduct a church service. Because in seminary school, there were some of some people that were going, you know, was going to school for um, their degree to be um, pastors and um, counselors. Like my mine would have been counseling because that's what my gifting is. Um, so they always, they gave something for everyone. So when you had to conduct a church service, everyone knew how it should be in order, you know, as far as what you need to do. You know, you, you come in, you you have praise and worship, you do testimony, you do tithes and offering, then they give the, the service and, you know, things like that. You have the speaker, stuff like that. You have the person who introduces the speaker, you have the announcements, all that other kind of stuff. So thinking back when I used to be in actual church services, like when I was younger and that's when I used to be in a Pentecostal church. Um, you know, everything, every denomination does things differently, but everybody has their own regiments of how, you know, how long they do things, how long they allow people to do things. So I remember the part where they used to do testimony and they would always, you know, they would do that part of the service and they'd be like, okay, who has a testimony? You know, we're opening up the floor. Who wants to just give praise to God for what he's done for you in your life this week? And, you know, when you're a kid, and I say that as an excuse, and it's not really an excuse. But when you're younger, you don't know. You know, when you know better, you do better. So as a child, when I was sitting there, and they would be, they would open up the floor for testimony, and you'd have the same people that would get up most of the time. Most of the time, it was always the same people that would get up. It would be mother somebody or brother somebody or deacon somebody. They always had a testimony for every week. They were just like the regulars. It almost got to the point where I'd be like, do they tell them they have to stand up every week to say something? You know, because as a child, you're just like, how come they're the only ones that's always standing up every week? God didn't do anything for anybody else. They're always the ones that's always standing up. But anyway, they would get up and they would give their testimony and they would say, you know, how God was able to, you know, let them get out the bed because, they, you know, they were aching and they just, 
thank God that they're still able to walk, even though they're in pain. You know, they have pains in their body, but they, you know, he kept them overnight and woke them up in the morning, the whole thing. So now as an adult, now as with my walk with God and I see the things that he's doing with me in my life, I laugh because every time I go to to talk to, I was like, oh, I got a testimony. Oh, I have a testimony. And the first thing that comes back to my mind is he reminded me of, "Mm mm-hmm. remember, you were always the one laughing or saying, well, you're the only one that has a testimony that's coming from God. And now I'm the, I'm that person that, not that I, I stand up and I give a testimony in church. I don't. But I'm just saying I'm that person that when I talk to my friends, I always have a testimony. Because I'll talk to them, you know, be like, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? And we'll chit-chat and chit-chat. And I'll be like, girl, I got a testimony to tell you. Every time I, I get into a conversation, it's always I have a testimony. So I just chuckle, and it just makes me laugh how God will remind you and bring back to your remembrance the things that that you might have chuckled about that he was doing with others. And now look at you. You're walking that same path. Now, I'm I'm the testimony lady now. Every time they see me, I got a testimony to tell. So I just find that so amusing, you know, how God is like, mm-hmm. You were talking about them giving testimony, and now all you do, every time you open your mouth, you have a testimony. But it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, and I love the fact that I always have a testimony to tell of something that he's done. And to me, that just makes me aware of how I am so thankful to him for everything that he does in my life. And normally the actual word testimony, like they always say, you can't have a testimony without a test. And usually my testimonies, they don't just be, well, for the older people, I guess it could have been because it was probably a struggle for them to get out the bed. So the fact that they were able to get out the bed and come to church that morning, yes, it was a blessing. And I thank God for them and God rest their soul if they've passed on now. But for me, usually when I have a testimony, it is about a test that I was going through. It is about something that was that was really, really, I was really struggling with. And when I finally get that breakthrough, I do usually come with the testimony. Because usually if I'll tell somebody the story, they'll be like, well, I didn't know that you were. Because I never tell that part. I never tell when I'm going through. I just go through it. But at the end, when it's over and he has brought me through, then that's when I give the testimony because then that's when I can reflect back to everything and I see the different steps that he had me going through and I could realize why certain things happened to me. So, yes, I have testimonies, you know, people that, like I said, people that know me, they know I'm always like, girl, I got a testimony. Oh, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what God did for me in my life. But there was also another thing that I've always heard people say in church and it was, He may not be there when you want him, but he's always right on time. And I was always like, okay, he's always right on time. Yeah, he's always right on time, but sometimes you want him to be right now. You know, sometimes you want him to be right now. I don't want it tomorrow. I want it right now. I need it right now. We always feel it has to be right now, right now, right now, because, you know, we're in that age of everything has to be instant. But I'd say that to say there was something that I was dealing with in the last two weeks of December. And it was something that was really, really heavy on me, heavy to the point where it had me pacing up and down the floors because I really didn't know what this answer was, but I needed an answer. So the whole time that I was pacing up and down the floors, every day I was praying. Every day I was on my face to God because 
I'm the type of person that as I'm walking down the street, I'm talking to God. So that's why sometimes when I have conversations and people say, well, you didn't tell me. And I'll be like, I didn't tell you that. And then I have to think back and say, no, I didn't tell them that. I had that conversation with God. That's why it always seems like when I'm talking to people and I feel, well, you, I, I mentioned that to you before. And they're like, no, you didn't mention that to me. Because most of the time I'm not mentioning it to humans. I'm I'm always in conversation with God. So it always seems like when I have another conversation, it's like, well, I had this conversation already, which nine times out of 10, I did. But I say all that to say, I was talking to him and I was just telling him. And God knows everything. He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows everything that's happening with you. So it's not like you really have to tell him. But I like to tell him anyway, just to make sure that he really does know and that I, I want him to know that I know what's happening. So I had been talking to him the last two weeks and I was just like, oh, and I was starting to get anxious. And you know, you're not supposed to be anxious for anything, but in prayer, give it up to him. So that's what I was trying to do. But even after I was praying, if it came back to my mind, I would start getting anxious. And then that's when I'd have to go back and pray again. Cause I'm like, I can't give it to him and take it back. If I take my worrying would be taking it back from him. I needed to just give it to him and let him handle it. With all that, I say, I went through that for the last two weeks in December. Actually, it started in the beginning of December, but the last two weeks, it was when it was really getting heavy on me. And it was just the other day that he gave me an answer. But when he gave me the answer, the answer was so, for lack of a better term, smooth to... Where I, when I received it, it answered everything across the board. Whereas I went to him, like, say I went to him with 20 different things, 20 different things where it could have been each individual thing could have been answered individually. But when he gave me the answer, he gave it to me. And I'll say, like they say, in the 11th hour, in the 12th hour, when I thought, the sand glass, the, the sand in the hourglass had already came to the last grain. When he gave me that answer, it was like, now. And I had to sit back. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what they mean when they say he's always right on time. And that's the first time. That's not the first time I probably experienced it, but it's the first time where I'll say I actually experienced it and I really, really needed it. Because sometimes we'll pray about things and we'll think it's important, but when you really look back, it, it wasn't really all that important. But this, this, what was I was what I was going through was very important to me. And I really, really needed an answer. And when he gave me the answer the other day, the answer that he gave me just for all the 25 questions, it was just like, it just like waved right over it. So now where I'm like, I I couldn't believe it. I just sat back and I was like, God, you are amazing. (laughs) So I say all that. That's my testimony to someone who has been praying about something who is really, really believing God to give them an answer in whatever it is that they're looking for, believe it. When the time comes, he's going to come through with that answer, and it's just going to be like a wave. 
And it's just going to be like such a smooth way that when you sit back, you're going to be like, God, you're amazing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that, I, I know I probably had to share that because there's somebody out there that is asking him for something, that is looking for him to deliver them of something, deliver them from something, or even bring them something, bless them in some way. It's coming. Do not give up hope. Do not stop praying. Do not stop believing that he hears you. Do not stop. I tell you this right now, not that I would have ever stopped. I probably still would have been pacing up and down the floor praying. But the fact that do whenever it comes to your heart, when you feel the need to take it back, don't take it back. Just go straight right back into prayer and just talk to him. Just talk to him about everything that is on your heart. Tell him. He w- I guarantee you. I guarantee, and this is the one time that I could actually say I can guarantee, because a lot of times when I would tell people what God did, I would, I could do it secondhand because of what somebody else told me he did for them, because I could always tell that type of story. But now my stories are becoming more personal, more personal to where I could say, oh, no, I know because he did that for me. So now I'm telling whomever is out there under the sound of my voice, That might be, like I said, waiting for God to give them an answer to something. They've been looking for an answer. They're kind of lost and confused as to what direction they should go. So they're like, I don't know whether to go left or right, God. You got to show me left, right, up, down, what? He's going to give you your answer. He's going to give you your answer. One thing I will say is continue to do what he has told you to do from before. Because now this new, the problem that I was dealing with was a new problem on top of, well, it wasn't a, my walking in the calling is not a problem, but it was a new situation that I had to deal with. But I still knew I had to still walk and do what he had told me to do previously. So I knew I still had to prepare for the show for today. I still had to think of all the other ideas that he had given me to talk about on the show to, you know, get ready that, you know, this was the the first month. We're going to do this with all that stuff I still had to do. But yet that situation was still in the back of my mind that I was dealing with. So even though I was doing what I needed to do, it would still come back to me and I'd be like, oh, God, what are we going to do about this? But then he would still say, yeah, but you still need to do that because you still have to be prepared for Sunday. So in your waiting, in your praying, in your not knowing, still continue to do what he's told you to do. And as you're doing that, you're going to get your answer. So I stayed busy. I stayed busy with what I had to do. But in that, he still gave me my answer. And for that, I am hallelujah, totally glory to your name, God. So. Looks like my time is wrapping up. You see, when I get on a roll and start speaking, I can't stop, right? I hope everything that I've told you today has been enlightening. I hope all of you are looking forward to going through this journey that we're mapping out for ourselves to accomplish our goals and to be the best people that we can be. Like I said, not that there's anything wrong with you. There's there's nothing wrong with you. You are 
You are perfect. You are perfectly and wonderfully made. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with anybody. Please do not think that what I'm saying that when I say a better you, a new you, or, or whatever, that I'm saying that there's something wrong with you, that I am not saying that at all. What I'm saying is we all want to be better. We all want to be the best that we can possibly be. And that's what we're going to be working on. That's what our goals are going to be set. Like I said, you want to be a baker. You want to be a rocket scientist, whatever it is you have set before for yourself, whatever he has set for you. And now you finally want to walk in it. That's what we're going to do. So my time is winding down. I'm super excited for what the year has to hold for us. I'm super excited for what we're going to do in this month, the introductory month. I cannot say that word. Oh, my gosh. Introductory word. Okay, whatever it is. This this intro month, we're going to get all our tools together. (laughs) We're going to get everything that we need to be able to take this journey and to take the steps. Oh, and I had another joke about steps too, the type of shoes we're wearing, but I'll go into that next week. Uh, I'll talk about we're all starting out in flip-flops. i give you a little tidbit of it now. We're all starting out in flip-flops. And we all know flip-flops, they're cute for if you're on the beach, but they're not too cute for if you got to go and, and you're walking on rocks or whatever. So I don't know what type of road you're walking on. You might be starting out on a rocky road. So you might want to get some more comfortable shoes. You might be on a paved road. So the flip-flops might be good, but you still might want to get a comfortable shoe too. But for right now, the month of January, we're all in flip-flops. And by February, we would have the shoes on that we need to continue this journey. So like I said, my time is winding down. I thank you all for listening and tuning in once again. We're starting a new year, new decade, new us working towards our abundant life that Christ has given us. And we're going to be happy in it. And we're going to bless his name every day. And I thank you guys for listening. And I say, God bless you until we meet again next week and have a wonderful day.